Hey, Hoopheads. Once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, J.G. Rivera. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kenneth Wilson. And welcome to 305 Culture, a show where you feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Well, Kenneth, before we begin, you know, I always like to ask you this question. How are you doing, man? I can't complain, man. Um, kind of sucks on these occasions like tonight, but, you know, we do what we can. Yeah. So let's get right into it. We're coming to you live right after the Memphis Grizz- the loss of the Memphis Grizzlies, 105-90. to It was a really tough game to watch. Jimmy Butler exited the game earlier. He re-aggravated that injury that he had suffered four games prior against the Chicago Bulls, and it seems like he'll probably miss some extended time. However, there was another game on Saturday, another loss. We could get quickly into it, Kenneth. The Miami Heat lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee by a score of 124 to 102. And nobody played well except well well except your guy, Max Truce. He had a he had a nice game in terms of stats. But overall, like it was just a I wouldn't call it a piss poor effort, but it was just it was tough to watch. Oh no, it was a, it was a, it was a terrible game. And I mean Look, man, I think that it's it's actually fitting that we get to talk about these two games that we're talking about um, tonight because, to be completely honest, the situation in both of the games was the same. Um, it was an effort thing. So when you look at that game, they didn't have Giannis in the lineup. Um, and, of course, we don't have Bam and we didn't have Jimmy at that time um, who tried to come back from Memphis. But even if you don't have the talent, There's this saying, and I'm sure you've heard this one even, you know, being from Puerto Rico and living in Puerto Rico where you are. Um, Mm -hmm. Hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care who's on the floor because, you know, you can look at teams that were missing their stars. Actually, uh, damn, these two teams in particular, we played the Bucks without Giannis on Saturday, and then here on Monday we got – the Grizzlies without um, John Morant, even though those two teams still have other players that they're paying like superstars and, you know, that can show up and other guys around them that can show up too. But even when your best players aren't going, if you're not going to work hard, then you don't stand a shot anyway. I mean, because working hard is the difference in losing if, if losing by 15 or 22 and losing by five or seven. That's the difference. Or 12 even. And don't get me wrong, a loss is a loss is a loss, but you give yourself a chance by keeping the gap close. Um, and that's something that, you know, I don't want to step on the toes too much and you jump to Memphis, but we'll get that. That's something that really bit them there. But just looking back at the Milwaukee game real quick and what I mean by carelessness and not being, you know, just not working hard. Um, overall, in, in the Milwaukee game on Saturday, they were out-rebounded 57-39. to 39. I mean, you know, I'm no genius, but I can do a little quick math and – 57 to 39, uh, let me see. It's a big difference, I think. It's, it's 11 boards. No, more than 11. I'm tripping. No, more. Oh. Hell no. Yeah, uh, 18 see, boards. It's an 18-board difference. That's why I said. I'm no genius, man. I'm no genius. 
Even if it was 11, that was too much for me. But, yeah, that's 18 boards, bro. 18 boards. And then you look at the offensive rebounds alone, 19 to 9. They were out-rebounded by 10 offensive rebounds alone in the 26 Milwaukee to 26 to 11 in the second chance points. 26 to 11 in the second chance points. Jesus. See, and that's the conversation we had before we started in the pre-pod discussion. When you think about offensive rebounds, they're arguably the easiest scoring opportunities in the game. And if they're not the easiest, they're top three. Because you're right there at the rim. You're already in a position to spring back up towards the rim. Because when you land, your impact, brace, or shot position is also a gather position. And typically the guys around you in the in the act of defending or trying to defend, they're flustered or jumping around or out of position themselves or not in the optimal defending position. So when you give another team those good looks at the rim, basically, and when you give them so many, I mean, how do you expect to win? How do you expect to win getting mauled on the glass in the first place? But definitely when you're giving the other team one and a half shots for every shot you take because you're allowing them to kill you on the offensive glass as well. I mean, it's just not a recipe to win games. It shows a carelessness and a, and a lack of effort and, and want to to work that will just get you beat. Um, yeah. I mean, you even look at the turnovers in that game. Um, they had 15. Um, the Bucks had 14. It was pretty – it was even on the turnover I, front. I'm not – but right. I'm, but I'm not so much hung up on beating the other team as I am – about keeping our stats low, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, they only have 14 where we have 15, but why in the hell do we have 15 turnovers? Hmm. Carelessness. And also, Kenneth, this team has been severely impacted by injuries. And I know next man up and whatever, but you're missing your two best players, a key rotation piece in Markeith Morris, who we finally got some news on tonight that he will probably be coming back soon, maybe this week. But yeah, your two best players are out with injury. And then you're relying on the likes of... And no disrespect to the guys. They have been playing... They have been balling. But then, listen, you're relying on Caleb Martin who... You know, Caleb Martin, great effort player. But I'm pretty sure that there you wouldn't want to rely on him for 30 minutes in a game. You know? Not if That's, you can help it. Not if you can help it. Yeah, not that's suboptimal. Gabe Vincent, 30 minutes as well. You know, those are the type of guys that in 15-minute doses, they are excellent. But when you need to rely on them for 30 minutes, you're in trouble. Dwayne Detman. Dwayne Detman as well. Dwayne Detman, we have seen his effectiveness decrease as his, as his workload has increased. And, you know... I, I, don't, I don't completely agree with that. I would say the consistency in that workload because... Every other game, he can come out and be himself for a whole game. But then he'll come back in the following game and give you nothing. So I agree with your premise. I just disagree in the execution. And either way, it's not what we need. Because if you're going to come out and give us that Dwayne Dedman for 15, 20 minutes every night, I'll take that in my rotation as opposed to 30 minutes of good Dwayne and then the next night of nothing. And, you know, Indiana, listen, the Indiana game looks like it was just Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson just absolutely coming on. Absolutely. And them just being bad. And by the way, they just beat the Wizards 116-110. So. Right, so they're the, not that bad. Although the Wizards have struggled in the past few games as well. So you got to take everything yeah, the, with a grain of salt. The, 
the wizards have been coming back to earth a bit after they, that you, blood, you mean you mean they're the wizards start. again Come on, man. Let's not do the wizards like that. I'm anyway. saying, though, man. I, I mean, look, I got to kick somebody else while they're down. You see what the Memphis Grizzlies just did us tonight? You, you remember? Yeah, the, I, you remember? Do you remember the behind the back globe trotter pass that Dylan threw to Bane? And the head bobbing and all. Yeah, I saw oh, it. Oh, man. And then started dancing on the court. Come on, man. Come on, man. What you mean? I got to kick somebody. Yeah, that, that made me angry. However, yeah. Ugh. Do uh, you want anything else you, regarding the, say, yeah, the Bucks man. game? What else you got on the Bucks game other than we see them again Wednesday? And again, I'll be honest well, Duncan, with you. Our guy, Duncan Robinson, he shot 40% from deep. Three for seven. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Duncan Robinson that, has been That's your magic the, number. He's been Right. He's been trending in the right direction, right? Um, yeah. And I'll say this about him. 40% tonight as well. He's, right, he's going to have to get back to his consistent ways again. And I mean with volume, the efficiency is there again, but I need the volume back. But I'll tell you what, the fact that he's switching it up, making his game more versatile, driving, putting it on the floor, getting to his other stuff. I saw the guy hit a mid-range shot the other night in Milwaukee, I think. It's the first time he's ever shot a mid-range. I lost all my breath, nearly fell out the couch, and ran around the outside parking lot. Wait, um, in the he cold. has never shot a mid-range I don't, I don't know in his three hit. years here? I've never seen I've him ever, shoot one. I don't know if I've ever seen him pull up and make one like that, like stop dead at the free throw line before he gets to the defense and do something clumsy and turn it over. Pull up, shoot the mid-range with control, patience, hit it, walk back down the other way like he knew what he was doing. I mean, I think DeMar, it's the first time I've seen him do that. DeMar DeRozan-esque. Go ahead. I'm not going to say that now because that man, <laughs> it even looks it even looks beautiful when DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is the only guy – to make a mid-range jumper look like a highlight shot. I'm, I swear. Like, when he does it, it's like poetry. Just the the the, the fluidity, the, you know, the the spin fake, I'm going to go this way. Nope, I'm coming back this way to shoot the baseline, the baseline turnaround. So, no, nah, just the way he does it is a little different. Don't put that on Duncan. That's too many expectations <laughs> for a guy that we just got shooting mid-range shots. By the way, shout-out to DeMar Rosen having a hell of a season. Yeah, absolutely. Um not to get too far of ourselves in that shout out. Hope everything is good with him too. Um, he has COVID, oh, yeah. which does mean that he probably. Well, I'm not gonna say he has COVID because you know you hate to put that on him, but he's in the NBA's in, health and right. He's, yeah, he's in, in the protocols. NBA's health and safety protocols, which only leads you to assume that it's a COVID situation. So um, yeah, we hope he's know, okay. Yeah, you want him to definitely be good. I mean, he's not. It doesn't like he'll play against us this Saturday, which should help us out. You know, I'm just saying, but you know, you want mm. to be safe and healthy and all of that jazz. Yeah. But um, I I think I got the notes from the Bucks game, man. Like I said, um, we didn't we didn't show up to play, and without that, then you know what? I will say this. I, I have to say this. The Nassis and the Kumpo. Clown show, um, man. Listen, listen. Yeah. I, okay. Well, we can tie a ball around it. You just said it in one word. Well. It was more of a, it was more of two words, but if you put the hyphen in there, it's one word. Hey, but look, still. man, uh, uh-uh, it's one word for him. It's a name. It ain't. It's <laughs> not a phrase. It's a name. Clown show. Hey, yeah, I don't mind show, it. I don't mind him. He's a fringe NBA player. We we got bigger issues. Right, but my thing is, you have to act like it though. Know what you like, yo, bro. Come on, bro. Like, don't be a spectacle though. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let's move he's, on cause to because he's, <laughs> he's still in the league, so we'll respect him there. But don't act like you're your brother. Okay, I've said it. We're good. We can move on. Okay, let's move on to another disappointing loss tonight. Memphis Grizzlies. You know what the craziest thing about this game was? It was an eleven point game with about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Okay, and I okay. Felt, and now I felt like we were me, turning a corner. But lead me in. Now what happened? Well, Tyler Hero was just absolutely destroying the Grizzlies. And then I think it was DeAnthony Melton. He made a three. It was a fourteen point game. The Heat missed. Then Desmond Bain and who was this guy? Dylan Brooks. They came back into the game, and it was a wrap by then. Okay. Now, you're missing some important things. In between that um, gap where we oh, got and, the score. And Steve, Steven Adams just destroyed everybody there you on go. the boards. There you go. There you go. That's the point that I'm trying to get you to make. And you're also missing about two turnovers in that sequence, too. We got mauled on the glass. They didn't come down and just sink all of their looks off first shot. Don't get me wrong. They had a couple of guys that put up some shots where you're like, damn, if they'll just miss one. But I can remember on three or four occasions where Adams is down there killing people on the glass. He's killing five guys on the glass, tapping it over people's head, running out of bounds, diving, you know, doing everything that he does. Um, and he's yeah. doing it by himself. And we can't get a board. And then you because like, we were we were running a small line of the Yurt Seven was out there, but listen, Adams manhandled Yurt Seven on the boards. Welcome oh, yeah. to the NBA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He treated him like some of that Australian, uh, 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 New Zealand. I'm not. I was about to combine Australia and New Zealand, like some of that New Zealand prime beef. Yeah, I mean, you know he's a he's a big beef cow guy from what we hear. I don't know. Or was he just selling those steaks? Ah, welcome to the podcast world where we do random jokes about guys that we're not sure about. Well, maybe they should have used him as one of the if when whenever they're filming one of the Lord of the Rings stuff over there in New Orleans, they New Orleans, <laughs> shit, New Zealand. <laughs> they're, they're filming any Lord of the Rings stuff in New Zealand. Maybe they should cast have him as an extra play an orc or something. If you're doing a Lord of the Rings in New Orleans right now with Zion around, it's a Lord of the Onion Rings. <laughs> I'm kicking, man. I got to kick everybody, JJ. Come on now. We just got our ass whooped twice in a row. And I don't mean lost. We got our ass whooped. Lord of the Crab Twice in legs. a row. Look, I was, I was playing towards the rings and the movie title, but look, you can throw anything in there when we're talking about <laughs> Zion right now. Lord of the Po' Boys. Lord of the Kielbasa. <laughs> Lord of the Gumbo. Lord of the Crawfish. Lord of the Hog Mall. Lord of the Collard Greens. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, let's lay off Zion there. Please. Yeah, man. No, I hope Zion comes back and is healthy too, man. Like I said, it's just a good running joke. I'm interested. In, look, <laughs> not Heat related and not Memphis Grizzlies related. I'm really fascinated by that story. Um, not just the story in itself, not just like from a journalistic being nosy perspective, as much as like you wonder if everything you're seeing and hearing from a weight perspective with New Orleans changing. I mean, did you see the picture? I mean, yeah. Did but you see the you, picture? I did, man. And what I'm saying, <laughs> I just hope, I just hope that's a really thick jacket. You know, I just hope those, that's a really I'm just thick saying, jacket, bro. Like you don't know if it's doctored or puffed or distorted, but I'm just. He really, was looking I, like the like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Hey, look, brother. If you if you 
are just honed in. The commercial with him and Zach Levine, he don't necessarily look like a little dude in that commercial. I mean, but Zion's never been like a small dude. He was right. Cut. But there's also that picture of him at Duke where he's like streamlined. He's put together, but he's like half of the dude that he is now. I mean, now, last season, you, last season he he was cut like he was big, but he was like shredded. Right, and that's what I was going to say. You can say he's had time to develop muscle in the league, but still, to be two times the human you are, you didn't do that as far as putting on league playing muscle. You know what I'm saying? You might be one and a half times the human, which is what I'm giving you, which is what you're saying. But he looks like two times the dude right now. Anyway, to get back to the other top pick in that draft, yeah. man, uh, John Moran. That was, that, was the fat, that was the fat shaming portion of the 305 Culture Podcast. Go ahead, bro. Chill out. Chill out, bro. <laughs> we don't do that around here. We was just talking about a random happening league. I mean, can, you, where, can you tell that we, we really then? been... Can you tell that we've really been destroyed in two games? I think this is the most off-the-walls podcast we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, have you seen have you seen anything out of Jackson Hayes or Nikhil Alexander-Walker? Oh, not at all. Jack, see, listen, and this is the thing about I was actually having that thought maybe three or four nights ago, which was strange because um, I'm randomly thinking about a Texas big guy that doesn't even play in Miami. Um, wow, there was so much – promise and potential for Jackson Hayes and it's almost like bro can't see the floor and you're like well he's a big athletic seven foot guy you think he can block shots rim run and he can even shoot a little bit how is he not seeing the floor and then you got to kill Alexander who's just like a gunner I mean he's a flat out gunner I don't care if he you know 14 for 15 or 2 for 16 he's gonna shoot it yeah um. Yeah, enough Pelicans talk for now. Because we should have taken. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna say should have taken, or because well, we got destroyed by by a guy that we should have taken instead of. You know, we're bringing it back, Kenneth. I know what you're we're doing. Bringing, you're about to say we should have took Desmond Bain instead of Preston Chua, but I thought about we're that bringing too. some. We're, we're bringing some precious slander back. Would he? Would we then have to have to trade Desmond Bain in order to gain Cal Lowry, though? Oh man! Imagine if instead of trading Desmond Bain, they asked for Tyler Hero and we gave him up. Oh, you gotta be fucking nuts! But you're right. <laughs> Listen, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. And now it's. I mean, and speaking no, of, just, and speaking no disrespect of Warren, to the no disrespect to the guy. Like, hey, like Precious, you're yeah. you. You're, you look you seem like a fine guy or whatever. Absolutely. Get, get, get. And you know, I like Precious, so this ain't no Precious Land over here. I but still think he can be been, a good player. He just gotta figure for his some role reason, out. For some reason I have I have a I don't, a portion of Raptors Twitter on my timeline almost every night. Right. And there's the same complaints. The guy can't finish, the guy can't catch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know the guy can't catch. Poor guy. Anyway, let's. But we went but, but way off on, track here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. While we're on the Raptors, Goran's coming back to Miami, and he's resting those legs right now. He's getting healthy and saving that juice. He's gonna give us one and a half good years, a good Goran juice. I'm telling you. I, I just well, don't the like only the way. way he, the only way he can come back this season to Miami is the Raptors have to trade him. The team, the team he gets traded to, buys him out. And then he can sign with us. Ah. But if the Raptors, 
if the Raptors buy him out outright, he can't. He sign can't with come us. back into this until after next year, right? Um, well, until after this season is over. But I didn't know about that little. I didn't know about that little nugget that you just dropped there. We're gonna have to talk about that more offline. I want to know where you got that from. Um, in any event, I, I just, I just saw it. It was some CBA thing, but obviously. But I want to know who said it, where it is in the CBA, because I might write it. But in any event, by the way, you can catch me at All You Can Heat weekly, daily for all your Miami Heat written content. Um, but let's get back to Check Memphis out, and Miami. That's man. the that's a daily plug. No, no such thing as a shameless plug. Back to the task at hand, Memphis, Miami. It's been a shit show, man. It's really been a shit oh, yeah. show the last two days, and we're not just talking about this show, people. We're talking about the Miami Heat basketball situation. We're always Since, a shit show over here. Hey, look, man, we're, we're somewhat polished most times. <laughs> So, final thoughts on the Memphis game because I want to get off this fucking game. Let's talk because we need to preview. Same thing. I would say the same thing as you know I said about the Milwaukee game, and those were something. Remember, I said I wasn't trying to step on our toes too much, but it's pretty much the same situation, man. Effort and carelessness is like you know Jimmy only played the first half and he took another hard fall, which really blew me. Um, so yeah, you know, that's he what tried we- to play through it, but. Absolutely. Seems like the back started to tighten up and it was you over just, for him. But that's how you know that it was absolutely killing him because Jimmy couldn't play through it. And he's a tough son of a you-know-what. So, um, looking again at the team stats, man, we were out-rebounded 47 to 36. I'm going to do the math mm. on that one. That's 11. See, that's what I meant by the 11. I had 11 in my head for some reason. Okay, that was a nice comeback and clean up, but I didn't know that. So, they out-rebounded us on the offensive glass 16 to 7. Another almost double-digit, you know, out-rebounding affair, for lack of better terms. Um, and we turned the ball over 23 times. 23 oh, yeah. the times. Turnover, the turnovers were excruciating to watch. Balls I mean, getting thrown out of, out of bounds. And credit to the Memphis activity on defense. They were getting their hands in the passing lanes. They were just running faster than us. I agree, they were, but they're... There were also some dumbass decisions made by our guys. We have to have to admit that. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. Listen, I'm not taking any blame blame away from our guys. It's just that I will also. You just you know, show respect you, to what Memphis did. I'll give you that. You know how sometimes you know in football they say, "Was it a great defensive play or was it just an offensive mistake?" How about it was? It's just a little bit of both. Right. Good defense, bad offense. Yeah. Same thing applies here. In some to some extent, there are some turnovers right. that were. Like, I I remember clearly one where it was, like, Tyler Hero was passing, I don't remember to who it was, and he just threw the ball out of bounds. Like, he literally just passed it out of bounds. I remember that, and I think he does that once a game for the last three games or so now because he's trying to do a lot. And it's one of those things where you have to find a fine balance between wanting him to continue to develop and be more confident in his ability to not only make a play for himself but others, but also being smart enough to know, "Mm, maybe that's a little too risque. Um, I'll speak to that notion as well with Kyle Lowry. There was a pass where he wanted to make an entry pass to Yurt's event, and he had um, Melton on his back. With any other big man or a big man that you know has the strength to complete that seal, catch, and finish, then that's a great pass by Lowry. But Lowry, as the point guard, has to know that Yurt's event isn't ready or isn't strong enough yet in his position, and even if it's a little guy, a little NBA player, to seal, catch, and do all of that strong enough yet. He has to know that, and those are the things that I'm talking about. I mean, if he's just pinning him right up under the basket, know where he can go, yeah. 
But this situation was in open floor. The man had plenty of room to run around him and basically, you know, expose your for needing to hit the weight room a little bit. And he played well again tonight relative to what we should expect from him. But, you know, even, you know, his contributions weren't going to impact this particular result. He's playing well enough to be an undrafted player. So. Right. And that's why I said relative you, to the situation. Yeah. So let's look ahead at the week. Uh, Bucks on Wednesday coming to Miami. National TV game on ESPN. No Jimmy, no Bam. Is Giannis back for Milwaukee? He didn't play against us, but I, I don't know if he has been fully back yet. Right. Um, that's something we're Milwaukee. probably just going to have to keep our eye on. Yeah, they don't play. They play tonight against Cleveland. Let me see if. if oh, he did play. As a matter of fact, he no, because he had a so, block. Because he had a block in that game that made the rounds on Twitter, but it wasn't as good as Dwayne Demons. Yeah. Oh well, what a block by Demon, really. Oh yeah, oh. man, that was a hell of a block, bro. I mean, even in a low game like this one, man, small victory. That was a hell of a block. You see the way he looked at him afterwards. Yeah, I hope I hope our friends over at NBA.com put him in the nightly top 10. Oh, yeah. That that's was good. Like, yeah, man, because he wanted to stuff that thing. It won't no layup attempt. Yeah. Um, Bucks Heat, listen, for the sake of maintaining the positive vibe on this podcast, we're not going to predict the results because there's a lot of volatility surrounding this team, especially your – like Tyler here, we expect – we expect big things from him every single night. Sans that Milwaukee game in which he struggled. I don't know if it was. I don't know if he was just nervous. Although Charlie here doesn't strike me as a nervous guy. So whatever. He just had a bad game. Just had a bad game. And it happens. He's a 30-year player for Christ's sake. And even and he has been. And even there, you look at the game, right? And you say, Tyler Hero um, had a bad game against Milwaukee, right? Yeah. That's what we say, right? Well, he still finished with 15, 9, and 6. He had a bad game relative to his standards. He's, in, but you, he's already in that territory. Right. He's, and that's what. And I just wanted to make sure that we were being clear with that you know, perspective. He had a bad game because we knew instead of 15, 9, and 6, he should have had 25, 30, 10, and 10. You know what I'm saying? He's already in that, in that territory. So that's it comes with the expectations. Absolutely. But yeah, Bucks Heat and then Bulls Heat in Miami. That ends a three-game homestand this week, and then they go on the road again the next Absolutely. week. Man, a lot of lot of road games. Yeah, man, for this but, heat but but I think we only I think we have less than ten road games after the All Star break. Oh yeah, the after the All Star break, it's a home heavy schedule. Right. So again, so it'll it'll balance let's, out. Let's address this point. Let's address this point. Sure, the Heat have been. Have regressed to middle of the pack in almost Damn every statistical category. That was my closing argument. That was going to be my closing point. But go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, now I took it. Inadvertently, I should say. But yeah. <laughs> the Heat have slipped in almost every category after the blistering start to the season. But hey, it's been a road-heavy schedule. The first part of the schedule was just absolutely brutal. And I mean brutal. They were playing... Good teams almost every single night with some Pistons and Magic sprinkled in there. Sprinkled? But use the word sprinkled operatively. This is our first three-game homestand, people. First one. Yeah. <laughs> that's That really says something, man. This team, they've been through it. 
They're still 14 and 11. Sure, it's not where you want to be. But I guess at this point, you just want to make it to the second week of, week of January. You just want to make it, right? Right. Just, just be in the playoff mix. Don't fall behind too much. To win those gimmies against the Magic and the Pistons. Steal one against the Bucks. The the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bulls, and the Sixers of the world, and just hope that Bam and Depot come back, and then we're rolling. And see, that's my thing, man. And I guess we can close with this since we're not going to predict the Milwaukee game. If you look at us now, man, we're still sitting in fourth place. Um, we're going to hover around fourth, fifth, sixth without Jimmy. I, I, I believe that with Jimmy back in the lineup, we're going to hover around. Three, four, five, maybe even flirt with two. If we can maintain that until February, that key date for several reasons. I say February is my I'm starting to get worried if Bam isn't back. But I fully believe he'll be back before that, like we talked about, the four to six weeks. So I think he'll be back by mid-January at the right, latest. Me too. Me too. But you're also looking at a time where we start to get that home-heavy schedule. You're looking at a time where teams are trying to round into their best shape, peak at the right time, heading into the postseason, ramping up for that situation to close the year and going to the postseason strong. You're also looking at a team that should have Marquise Morris back since he hasn't played in almost a fucking month. Yeah. A fucking I, month and people, after being the cheap people shot just, by Jokic. People are just casually glossing that over. Right. So we get back that key piece of our depth. And also, look, not only should we be getting back to playing our peak ball as we were to open the year, but we should also probably, potentially, maybe, perhaps, with a strong chance, be even better than that with the guy in Victor Oladipo who could get back with whatever he gives us. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, that, that that February area, man, is where we should, you know, we'll, we'll we'll even out. We can hang around until then. And then we'll make a run then and we'll be ready to go into the postseason. I still firmly believe we've finished top three in the conference, minimally. Yeah. So I guess that would mean that the preseason predictions from almost everybody, including us, could come true. Yeah, but inadvertently, this is, that's, this... that's, well, you know, I told you I think they could finish higher. I think they could be one, two, or three. Remember I said that. But I always thought they would finish three because right, of the well, age see, of this team. I'm, I'm kicking that to you. Everybody's three is some bullshit, and you're going to fall into that. I know I got real vulgar on this one, but like I said, we've been loose. We lost two games. I've been hitting the gin. You know what time it is. I'm sorry, people. I haven't been hitting the gin. The only people that like gin are winos and old people. But with that I've being never said, had gin. Man, right, exactly. With that being said, um, no, that three – it's, it's a cheap three if it happens because your reasonings and everybody else's reasons for three, with, you could say the age of the team, people saying this team isn't talented enough, Cal Lurie didn't make that difference, this team isn't that good, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, blah, 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 blah. If Bam doesn't get injured, which nobody can account for, if Jimmy don't fall on his ass, which nobody can account for, if Duncan twice. Robinson... Right, twice now. If Duncan Robinson don't fall fucking flat on his face to open the season, can't hit the broad side of a barn, which nobody can account for, there's no fucking way you can tell me right now that we're not number one or two in the conference. No fucking way. Agree also, Kyle Lowry, 
Also, Kyle Lowry just forgetting how to shoot for right. almost a but, month. But see, I don't even mention that because I believe Kyle Lowry going to be good when he needs to be good, which he has shown us he still can be because he still got that pull up and pop your ass in the eye from 40 mentality. And he's shown us a little bit of that this season. But even when he hasn't, what he's done for everybody else and how he's allowed them to operate, if all that other stuff I said were still going right for us, then we would be number one or number two, bro. So that's why I say it's a cheat three. It might happen because of how shit is shaken out, but if everything was equal, no, that shit would be totally wrong. Okay. Fair I enough. I hear you. Fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like my therapist here. I hear you. Wait a minute. I did acknowledge you just, your feelings. Did, did you just couch me? <laughs> did you just fucking lay me on the couch? Close the show, JJ. Close the show. Close it. Well, I, I can. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think this is a good way to close the show. By the way, man, you mentioned some some gin there and how it was for what do you call it? Winos? I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a nice bottle of Pinot Noir in the fridge. So oh Jesus! Hey, now let's now hold on. Now that you're not gonna shame. You're not gonna wine shame people, huh? Oh no, I'm not gonna wine shame you, man. I'm just saying, you 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 let us know that you got your Pinot Noir. You're so elegant. Well, it's is it Italian or is it French? I don't fucking know, but it, it's 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 a nice bottle of wine. Right, right, brother, right. So yeah, let's end this right now, okay? Thank you for listening to this episode of the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a short review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We will really appreciate it as it helps the show grow. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. And where can they find you, JJ? They can find me on Twitter at JJ Rivera NBA. That's at J-J-R-I-V as in Victor E-R-A-N-B-A. And on Instagram, you can find me at J Rivera 98. That's at J-I-A-I-R-O-R-I-V as in Victor once again, E-R-A-98. And where can they find you, my friend? On Twitter, they can find me at K said K, that's K underscore S A I D underscore Q U E. Again, K underscore said underscore K on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at I M K Sears. That's I A M K C I R R U S, all one word. Again, on Instagram, I M K Sears. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for sticking with us through all of this. And we'll see you later in the week. Bye bye.